Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite electrician, Doug, here with episode two of the Modern Electrician Podcast. In this episode, I sit down with my good friend and mentor, Rick Jones of Rick Jones Electric, a, uh, an electrical contractor and remodeling company right here in downtown Frederick, Maryland. Look him up on www.rickjoneselectric.com or just check him out on Instagram to see the progress on all of the cool renovation projects he is always doing. Rick has an amazing eye for interior design and renovation, and he does it all, uh, from plaster to uh, carpentry. He, he, knows, he knows how to do just about everything uh, in terms of remodeling because as long as he's been an electrician, he has been living in a home that is a project house. Every house he's ever lived in, he has used uh, as his own project house to give him the opportunity to uh, exercise everything that he loves about the construction trade. Um, his finished work is beautiful. Uh, check out my Instagram page and Rick's as well to see some photos of his most recent project house, which is this 200-year-old castle in Frederick, Maryland. It was owned by uh, some folks that were landowners and, um, I guess, kind of altruistic um, investors in the Frederick community hundreds of years ago. And he has taken this project on. It's a few years in the making now, and he's doing some amazing things with some really, really cool contractors. In today's episode, Rick talks about the process of working on an old house, where you start, how you, how you think about the house. Um, and he talks about his, his beginnings in the electrical trade. Rick's father is also a master electrician, so he grew up in a setting where, you know, the trades were really at the forefront of his life for a really long time, and he was really expected, you know, to be a tradesperson, and um, and what that's kind of like, and and we talk about uh, all of those things. I only had about a half an hour to talk with Rick today, but uh, this we'll consider this part one of maybe a two, maybe three part series where I talk to Rick about uh, about what he does. He's got a lot of information to share. Um, a lot of great insight that I think can be super helpful to a lot of, uh, a lot of you guys out there doing your own thing. Um, so without further ado, please enjoy episode two of the Modern Electrician Podcast. Here we go. So Rick, I'm just going to record us talking while we walk through. So this central level is like has been the main focus for a while are you wrapped up on the on this level yeah the second floor second floor is done okay yeah, the second oh floor. hi sid complete with an animal <laughs> oh nice so this was so first of all how old is the house 1813. Uh, 1813. The, the original, original part. Section, yeah. and Which the, we're not in right now. This is the addition. When was the addition built? The addition was put on in uh, 1910. 1910. Yeah. All right. Wow. So it was 100 years, and then they, they did a massive renovation and doubled the size of the house. Okay. And then basically another 100 years of the way it was, and then it was abandoned for like 10 abandoned for 10 years yeah so there there wasn't anybody really there was a groundskeeper but nobody really doing anything on the interior stuff so when we got here like none of the heat worked boiler was kind of toast um i there was just a lot yeah. of infrastructure stuff that was you know needed to happen when you take on a project this big a house this big what's the square footage do you know uh this is 5500 square feet um that's big. It's the biggest, yeah. It's a castle. Yeah, I mean, I've done, I've done a, um, 
other remodeling work, but never on this scale. Okay. Yeah. So what's the first thing that you do when you look at a place like that that has that needs everything? What's sweep, the first thing? Sweep the floors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it took it took <clears throat> it took forty hours, um, uh, uh, like a week's time of just sweeping all the floors in the garage and in the uh, main house, just to like be like able to be in here, breathe, and work because it was like pigeon stuff all over the ground. There was ceiling stuff collapsed in plumbing was grenaded just a lot of toxic crap so it was just a week of um kind of disinfecting <laughs> yeah just so you could be in the <laughs> just space. to get in here to be like okay right. now let's get tools out and start ripping walls or whatever the hell right. is gonna <clears throat> gonna happen so this is the laundry room yeah <clears throat> and this was previously like this was a bathroom a bathroom yeah. okay from like the shining it had, <laughs> it had for real it had like this creepy Built in across here with all these mirrors, and then there was a toilet on a raised platform because they couldn't figure out the plumbing. Ch it was the shine, and everything was pink. Yeah, and it was yeah, it felt like a murder old, scene. Old dead woman sitting in the bathroom. Everything right. here is a murder scene. <laughs> I remember. There's I'm, honestly when I first moved in, I I I used to call it the Fight Club house because that's what it yeah, it like. was you like know? the Fight Club house, oh, right? Yeah, I remember that. You know. Yeah, everything Hanging was bare bulbs bones. and yeah. wires dangling from the ceiling, lights collapsing, screwing in bus fuses, all that stupid crap. One of the things I remember doing when we first came in to pull new electric was in the ceilings, as far as the lighting was concerned, everything's running conduit, which yeah. you just don't see. Yeah, no, that's why I'm saying that um, when, they, when they did the addition in the 20s or the uh, early 1900s, uh, 1910 to 1920, um, Whoever did the renovation at that point, they one, they did it right, but two, um, they, they must have just had crazy money because they were doing stuff that at that time would be like the equivalent of like putting in um, um, like fiber optic cable now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. kind of the equivalent. It's like doing raceways between the electric, knowing that in the future that stuff's probably going to change. Right. So here's a raceway for you guys to update over the years. Without having to completely forward destroy thought, the place. You right? know, sure. it's like that's, yeah. that's architecture at its best. It's just forward sure. thinking. And there's, I worked in this house and one other house in downtown Frederick that was like that. And honestly, the two are so similar hmm. that I, I, I want to do, I do, not yeah. the same contractor, but the same architect designer. Yeah. I, I want to do research actually to see if it pairs up at all, only yeah. because there's so many similarities to this house and that other one. Um, it, it's, it's really interesting. And what's also interesting is the, the, so the founders of this house, or the, the people who originally owned it, who owned this area, um, also helped to found Hood College. Okay. And the other house I'm talking about is actually down um, off of West College Terrace. Okay. And so it's really close to Hood, and, and it just oh, makes me just wonder. Makes sense, right? Yeah, because yeah. mm -hmm. the, the house I'm talking about down there was one of the first ones that was down in that area. All right. So, I mean, there's a really good chance. I mean, what, at Frederick, at that point, there was probably 10 people. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. So the people who originally built and owned this house were, like, they, they, they were big landowners. And, yeah. Okay. And actually, from, from what I understand, they were, like, a real, this was, like, a real life, real life like, kind of, like, Great Gatsby kind of situation. They were huge fundraisers for the county huh. and for the city. A lot of people have told me this, too, like, that over the years they threw fundraisers and parties. Like, this was a little so this bit... this was like a 1920s eyes wide shut. A little bit like that, yeah. Huh, some hopefully, stuff hopefully here, not. Hopefully not <laughs> like that. I don't know. But, yeah, it, yeah I mean, it was... Uh, it was um, they did... Apparently, they did a lot of entertaining. They okay. did a lot of fundraising. And, um, uh, yeah, I, like... 
So we found dance cards, um, working up in the attic, we found old dance cards that uh, from the graduating class of Hood College from 1912. Huh. And it's got like 10 people on it. That's huh. the graduating class, like 10 people. And they're filling out who they're going to dance with in what order that night. Oh, interesting. You know, huh. so pretty cool. Back when you had to actually write yeah. down your consent to dance. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I mean, so things have changed because now you can just rape people, but, you know. <laughs> Apparently, grinding from is what real. Grinding from what, is less of a consensual. From what I see, yeah. you know, in the news anyway, it seems yeah. like now you just do what you want, and no. maybe, maybe there's repercussions. That's changing. That's hopefully, definitely changing. hopefully. Right. So when you when you came up, because they're still they're still on the first floor of this of the building, there's still renovation that needs to take place. All of it. All yeah. of it. Yeah. So why focus on the second floor to start? Is it because of you were going to stay here? No, I just okay. I needed a place to live. Okay. So I, I in every project because. To this point, I've not been able to financially put it together to where I can do the house 100% before we move in. Okay. So I'm always in the midst of moving and shuffling things you're always, around. You've been living in a construction zone for a year since I, since, I was, since I bought my first house when I was 21, and since then, I've always had a, a thing that I'm hopping around working on in a house. Yeah. And then usually when it gets done, I'm looking for the next project house but like i said like when when we got into this thing um the reason i started on the second floor was just to make a safe zone for us to to have yeah like a you need to have a bathroom you need to have a bedroom need to have a living space yeah we can make do with some weird kitchen setup but we at least need those rooms and um, so that was the starting point yeah it was just a starting point okay that makes sense and the way i've always looked at renovation work is it's a little bit like a war so (laughs) Um, you know, you, you, it's like storming the beach in Normandy. No shit. That's what this was like. It's just like you get in, you get established, and then you just have to start taking back zones because okay. it's been taken already yeah. and you got to take it back Interesting. and get it back to what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And that takes personnel. And, well, and right. it takes just the idea, right? Like being Tom Hanks yeah. running around, like, don't get shot. Don't get killed. Yeah. You know, yeah. keep right. people alive. We'll get the systems back. And so you kind of start reclaiming chunks. And, and I like to just move, like, kind of like they did over there, just start on one end and push your way through. Do you feel like you base most of the decisions in your life off of Tom Hanks' films? Yes. <laughs> and Very I'm starting to look like, in a lot of ways. I look like a castaway <laughs> at this point, too. You got the From beard. This, yeah. Yeah, right. I do have the beard. A bit emaciated. Oh, yeah. All of that's happening. <laughs> Yeah, I went from being plump and having a nice cushy job at UPS to spearing fish on an island, <laughs> talking to a fucking volleyball. Theoretically, Hugs is your volleyball. Volleyball, he is. Hugs is Wilson. Yeah, he is. And he took on all your weight. Yes, he did. Mine has dispersed <laughs> in a lot of late night pizzas. So when you when you do when you design a play, okay, so like, let's walk through here the design yeah. the design of these rooms, right? Yeah. Where do you where do you gather your? Uh, like, where, where does the aesthetic come from? Because it's clean. If there's one thing I could say to describe it, it's clean. You know, you take, you, it's, it's era-specific, it seems. You know, it seems like... Yeah, we try. You could, you could see it's this not, sort of It's trend. not, like, it's not to the T, historic. Like, because, I mean, what it comes down to is that fine balance between what you can afford to do yeah. and what you want to do. Right. And afford always outweighs what always. you want. Right. Because it's our lot in life. But the, so, you know... The intention, it, well, first of all, for me, it's always been like the infrastructure first. And this is where I feel like a lot of people screw up 
that I've seen over the years is like they always thinking about the finishes in the beginning. Yeah. Like, yeah, the granite countertops are pretty, the marble tops are pretty, the stone floors are pretty, but what are you attaching it to? Okay. Like if the stuff underneath is rotted, who yeah. gives a shit if you did a cool facelift? That thing's going to fall apart in a year right. or whatever. So like for me and the way I was trained with the older guys, luckily that I've gotten to work with over the years, it's like freaking put in the HVAC, get the systems working, mm-hmm. you know, put in new electric, put in new plumbing, use, reuse whatever you can for sure to save yourself some time and money in aggravation because when you have to touch every surface, you got to start getting smart about which surfaces you touch and how far you go with them. Okay. Because that can make or break you financially right. if you get d- too far down the rabbit hole. And then you're like, shit, no one's even going to see this in the end. Like, I'm not getting sure. this money back. Right. You know, this is just so Personal, that I can sleep right, at night. Right. Like, oh, yeah, my house isn't going to catch on fire right. or my HVAC. Which is a lot. Which says a lot. All of that. Yeah. It's, it's needed. But, but to answer your question, I guess, like, here it starts with, um, the infrastructure, mm-hmm. um, and then it builds from there. Like, so this bulkhead, right. you know, I'm not thrilled with that. But the thing is, that's what allows me to hide the stuff mm-hmm. that's needed to make the space conditioned. Yeah, and you'd never know. You'd and never, right, yeah. so you try to figure out a way yeah. to make it blend in mm-hmm. with what's pre-existing. Yeah. Like repurposing doors. These closets weren't here. Right. Those are old doors, though, original house. We just grabbed them from different zones and... So, yeah, so hopefully the closet in the end looks like, it doesn't look like a Home Depot closet, right? right. It looks like an old school closet, but it's a new location. It's a new purpose. Like these rooms never had closets back then. They didn't have the need for clothing that we have. Yeah, right. Everybody lived within their means. They had like two pairs of clothes and it was... I don't know why we can't get back to that, but I, that's where I'm at. Yeah, well, I am too, I like but it's pretty pants. smelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, so so honestly, I think the design gets steered more just by what's presented, yeah, than than more than what's like maybe in your head. I, I mean, like what I've always loved about this type of stuff, and this has happened every single. Thing either if I've done it for a client or if it's been my own personal project like this, the the um, whatever's in my head originally and what ends up being at the end are never the same. Okay. And I and I'm I've had projects that are like short too, like three four weeks. So they should, like what you see up here should totally be what happens. What right? are, What do you feel like are the main things that don't stay that are hardest to keep uh, in your in your it, main vision? It it ah. Uh, I mean, sometimes it just comes down to a stupid code thing. Okay. Like you want to do this thing because it's going to look so much better, but there's some safety or mm-hmm. some reason right. or, you know, and that's if you're getting things inspected. But, but I mean, even when you're not, like there, sometimes there's just something you have to shift. Well, I'll give yeah, you an sure. example mm-hmm. here. Like this isn't, this isn't what I wanted to happen. Yeah. But when we <clears throat> opened up the outside of the... Um, porch we found again everything was rotted mm-hmm. and the whole porch was falling off the side of the house okay so oh wow so you had to so we so had to make a what splint we're, what we're looking at is a metal a steel bracket yeah that then you've got these lugs that come through that actually hold the yeah it's, uh, that actually that holds the porch have, onto have, the house that's three quarter inch all thread mm-hmm. and they're like those bolts are about two and a half three feet long each and I've got four of them. And that's fastened two, through the brick two, two, to the yeah, brick house. Through which this brick, the outer side of this brick house is four courses of brick thick. Wow. So that's no joke. Yeah, man. So what we did, because the whole corner, because the gutters had failed and no one 
no one dealt with rain yeah. or water on the house for 10 years. Okay. So this part of the porch was so gone and, and rotten and deteriorated that the column and everything had pushed over. Okay. And it was pulling the entire ledger board of the house off. Wow. So the only way to bring it back was basically we, we pushed it back in place with the tooth bucket on a uh, backhoe. <laughs> yeah, well, redneck shit. But we got it back in place. <laughs> you got to do then, what you got. How else are you going to do it? You know? Yeah, and then so there's two more of these bolts down below us in the ceiling below okay. that you can't see. So in four locations. And so basically it's the it's the same as like if you broke your arm, mm-hmm. we're just making a, a splint. splint. Right. We're just but putting it, it back go together. Yeah. Well, we actually talked about that during yeah, this, okay. and, and there was a way to chip out the plaster and to sure. recess this and reparge it, right. but my thought is, this tells the story. Okay. See, like something like this, even though uh, most people would look at that and say, yeah, it's a bit of an eyesore, but the thing to me is like, wait a minute, that right there, first of all, that's a, that's a porch that's going on 200 years, right. and to even be able to bring it back yeah. is, is enough, but... I think something like this just kind of tells the story too. It's like, hey, th- th- it's not glamorous, but this thing had a broken arm, right? And we put it back together. Right, it's right. like the a, a building or a structure, a house, a renovation. They take on um, a life of their own, just like a person. And this, I look at this like I, I broke my arm real bad skateboarding, and I've got these gnarly scars down my arm, and that's kind of that's how I like feel that. About okay, this. cool. Yeah. So the house, it's like, is why am of... I going to hide that? That's <clears throat> my history. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. The cat. The house is, is you, you look at it kind of like a, a person. It's got, oh, its, it's got its history. It's got its so, story so, to tell. So one of the first people I've gotten to work with over the years who was in this particular line of work, like historic preservation stuff, and it was, there were two, two, two guys real early on, but, but um, one in particular always told me, like I remember I was running a wire at his house one day, and it was kind of doing it sloppy because I was just trying to get this shit done Mm -hmm. I mean it was like a long day just trying to get shit done and I was you know whenever and he came down and called me out on it and was like why don't you pull these staples and run that straight I was little yeah and I was like man I just whatever look at all this other shit Mm -hmm. because there were wire. you know this you go into a place there's wire strung everywhere it's like so so who sets the standard right Right. people that came before you or this is what he says to me one one sentence it it stuck with me my whole career he said but that's your wire right that's all that matters that's your wire Fuck what all these other That's things right. are, what these other people did. That thing, and, and I, I'm telling you, that statement that day changed the trajectory of my career because I started looking at things sure. in that way. Like, this, this, so what? Yeah, this is mediocre. It's, uh, it, a lot of it gets covered up. Electric's yeah, not right. glamorous. It gets covered up. People yeah. don't see it, whatever. But the people that care about it, that's what's cool. It's like, yeah, that shit's going to be hidden. Yeah. But the way I've always looked at it is too... One day somebody's going to renovate it. They're going to open it up. Yeah, that's and that's right. when they're going to know if you're a clown or... That's right. You know. And, and so, also, just like you said, to sleep at night. Like, what well, kind of, what yeah, kind of, well... What kind of craftsperson? The, la- right? the liability, too. I mean, you yeah, better right. just cross your T's today in today's world. But, but yeah. the other guy, back to the building thing, being a person, mm-hmm. um, really broke it down to me on that level. Like, yeah. like electricity is the heart. The, the panel box is the heart of the house. Yeah. The HVAC and the boilers, the heating systems, that's your blood and that's your, um, your lungs. Yeah. This is the breathing. Yeah. Your, your exterior, your, 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 your canvases, your, your spackle, your caulk, all this stuff, that's your skin. Yeah. You know, and that's why the rot, when we dealt with the porch, like the, I, I, I mean, 
I say skin cancer, probably not cool to say that because cancer sucks and, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but that's what it is for the house. Sure, right. This is rot. Yeah, this is stuff sure. that's, And it spreads. And you got to get it yeah, out. Right. You know, and if you get the rot And it'll out, take the house down. Right. Yeah. And that's why, like, honestly, I probably could have done more to this house already cheaper um, if I didn't cut those things out. Like, right. there's ways to do this where, like, I, I have another mentor of mine who has always said, like, Everything on a construction height site has at least 25 uses. And yeah. if you don't look at it that way, you'll go out of business. Huh. Like meaning use what you have and repurpose it as much as possible. Okay. Like the empty caulk tube can also be chopped up and turned into, um, you know, spacers yeah. <laughs> for in it, whatever, sure, like sure. whatever, just really think about like, how can I utilize the things you have? And right? I, I think that it speaks to also like <clears throat> the type of practice that you do on a daily. So for, speaking of wires and that's your wire, right? Yeah. Like if you don't get into those habits, if you don't get into the habit of every move you make right. being thorough, you're going to screw things up because other moves you, I've learned that like other oh, yeah. moves you make. Yeah. When, when, if, if you, you don't, if you don't cross your T's and dot your I's, you could, you're going to have to come back. Yeah. to that job because something's going to fail. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And and the the trick I think is being able to and this comes with time but like and and again I've been blessed with the older guys I worked with who kind of taught me and showed me stuff early on but like the more you the again every project's going to change from what you think it's going to be in the very beginning to what it becomes. Mm -hmm. It it's not going to be that. It can't. It just that's just not how life works. However, the the closer you can accurately see the end mm -hmm. um and kind of march in that direction, the more successful you're going to be. Okay. In other words, if you just start winging it, yeah, it's probably going to bite you in the ass. Yeah, okay. You know, I mean, there's always a time and a place, and to wing it, right? you have to. You I have mean, to, that's right. how you, you learn. I mean, right. shit happens. Yeah, right. Like, not every job goes perfect. You can't right. always anticipate. And and who knows? Like, somebody will come in and totally change your world. That's right. Sure. I've had that so many times where, like, I had a thing, and then I talked to a plumber, and he's like, "Yeah, but dude." the vent has to be 42 inches instead of 36 and mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden that vanity you picked out is pointless, work, right? but you already bought it. Yeah. Right. So you don't get to return it necessarily. Yeah, right. So now you're chopping, painting, doing yeah. weird so stuff. What, so as did you get into the electrical game because you wanted to do interior design, home decoration type? I never wanted to do electrical. Work. You didn't want to do electrical. No, work. my dad, my dad is no shit like early on. So, when I was a kid, I grew up Votex Center, um, and anytime my dad had to watch me, he was a teacher at Votex, so he would just take my sister and I to work. So we'll just say real quick, your dad's a master electrician that you yeah. learned under. Yeah, right. and, and he, he was a teacher at Votech before he started his own business, Okay. Um, and after he got tired of the bureaucracy of the school system, which is I hilarious. I can't imagine him doing No, well, no, no. Right. Well, you know, the moment they said, well, you really shouldn't drink while you're here. You know, like, that, wow, that's wow, it. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, that, and that's, it's old school, but that's how it was. So like, yeah. I grew up with these old guys, like Sam Lenhart was a old brick mason. This dude was in like his 60s when I was a kid. But, and then there was um, an HVAC, a plumbing, an electrical course, mm -hmm. and bricklaying, and architecture, all in the same building. Yeah. And so my dad would just shuffle me around from place to place and be like, Sam will watch you for 15 minutes. This guy will. But anyway, they just made me assemble stuff with them because what are they going to do with a kid? Right. And um, out of all of those things, architecture, I loved it. I mean, loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. And, um, and actually, that's what I wanted to be. And so when I was in high school, I did drafting and architectural drawing classes for 
every year I was in architectural and drafting courses um, because I, there was a teacher there named Bill Miller who was just awesome. The guy used to cuss at us in class and we yeah. were in high school. And so I just was so, it was so relatable. It was like, yeah. finally, this guy's not putting on a front. Like right. everyone else in our school was like, oh, you know. Yeah. But Bill Miller. But Bill Miller would be like, get your shit together. This yeah. fucking, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. he was just cool. So I was like, not like this shit. So anyway, and I love drawing. Yeah. In design. I've always loved drawing and I've always loved design. So like, that's what I thought I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then I got an internship with Profit and Pry Architects here in Frederick. Oh, cool. And, and I did two years with them out of like transitioning from high school into college. And, you know, I hated it. Okay. Hated it. When I got to meet and work with actual architects and saw what they were doing day in and day out. Now, again, this is limited hometown exposure. You know, it's not like I was pushing my limits or anything. But I just early on was like, this kind of, this kind of is, is, everything was being done on computers. Right. Nothing was hand drawn. You know, they were using CAD systems and plotters to do all the drawings. There was no, basically I was just delivering drawings that were being printed by a machine. Okay. And the guy, one of my, one of the guys I, I liked best that worked there told me, he was like, unless you like designing aluminum structures and refurbishing old churches, like this isn't the spot. Okay. You know, and um, so I actually learned more across the street from there. Every day I'd go to work, if they didn't have something for me to do, I went and hung out at Pit Crew. Okay. And, and Pit Crew is a local uh, skate yeah. shop that kind of uh, became yeah. a massive, oh, massive yeah. they skate were the, At one point, they were the largest skateboard. Um, oh, it's cool, isn't it? <laughs> um, at one point, it was the, um, they were the largest skateboard shop on the East Coast. Okay. And um, th- these dudes just have a huge following. And yeah. anybody who, who knows snowboarding or skateboarding has, probably, crew, heard, has right. probably heard but of Tim You see Pit Crew stickers everywhere. Yeah. Right. So, so Tim was, um, Tim actually was one of my only friends that started his own business. Yeah. And I didn't know anybody else who had done that. Yeah. I mean, my dad did and some older guys, but when you see somebody like that's that you age. come up with yeah. that starts their own thing, right. you start to pay attention. Right. And honestly, it wasn't my internship that I was learning at. It was going and playing video games at Pit Crew and skateboarding with these guys. I was learning, like Tim was teaching me about finances. He was huh. teaching me about how a business loan works, how to apply for lines of credit. Yeah. Shit that they should have been teaching us in high school. That's right. None of that. Right. And in, 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 in conjunction um, with skateboarding with these guys, that's when I met Scott Langworthy, who was actually like my mentor. Right. And Scott's one of great. them. Yeah. And yeah, you know Scott. I mean, and this is Scott. This is all the result of Scott. Okay. And that is just, um, he taught me how to repurpose things, put things together. Take things that no one else wants and make them look attractive mm-hmm. and make them make them pretty again. Right. And I mean, with him now again, he did all this. I, all I did was help him. Sorry. Oh, are you? Sorry. So, so all I did was. All I did was with him was um, was was help assist on things. It's not. I mean, he was doing all the financial part and taking all the risk and all that. So I can't speak to any of that, but. But um, he taught me how to design and renovate and um, do remodeling. Yeah. And so once that happened, I was still always doing electrical work with my father because I had to. It was just part of what he was giving me, which now I'm extremely blessed about for yeah, sure. Right. But, but I, in all honesty, I didn't want to do electrical work. Right. I, I wanted to be an architect. Because you always have, <clears throat> and we talked about this a little bit earlier, you always have 
you, you own a company, you own a very successful company, you've been doing it 15 years, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah. It, it really is. You're, you've got a name I'm for yourself business. in this town, for sure. Yeah. I'm in business. Yeah, still. Um, but still, I mean, you, it's a small company. Yeah. It's where I learned. It's lean, yeah. And it's, but it's still, you're still constantly working, but at the same time, ever since I've known you and ever since you've started, from what I understand, you're all, you've always got a project house yes. that you're working on. Always. Always, always two things, always two two burners going at once at least, yeah. if not three. Because I've also gotten in, along the way, I was talked into trying the landlord thing and property ownership. Yeah. It didn't work out for me. A lot of, lot of responsibility, a lot of, lot just, of headaches. Just for, for me personally, what I think I started to see was like the more directions you get pulled in, you, you just kind of figure, you got to figure out one, which one of those directions do you really like? Right, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and two, um, if, if something's not working, like if you constantly feel like you're having to kick the door open, yeah, it might be a sign to just choose a different door. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I ran into a lot of that doing this kind of stuff. So long story short, I, I tried to ramp things up there for a period of time in a lot of different directions. Right. And then what I realized, and again, it's different for everybody. I mean, like certain people can do it. They have the wherewithal or the temperament or, or, that, or that's the thing they're interested in or, or, yeah, or right. they're the manager guy that doesn't have to put their hands on that's shit right, they yeah. just like to run stuff right, right? You, you've got your yeah hands on a lot of things but i i'm i just i mean if it's i just really get into the things i get into and mm-hmm. and, and so for me being pulled in that many directions it, it just wasn't an option anymore. what what would be like good uh what would be the first word of advice you would give to anybody who might be listening that it says to themselves, I want to start my own business. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I know. I mean, just, just from a different, just at a different point in yeah. life right now, I'm a little jaded, but it's a great thing. I have nothing but respect, like for anybody who steps out on their own and, and attempts to, right. to do anything on their own like that, because it, I just, it takes so much to do it. Right. And you're really putting yourself out there, yeah. like no safety nets. And so, um, but this is the way I've, I look at it, and, 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 and it's a stupid analogy, but I, I go to the beach with my wife a lot, and I think about surfing a lot because I used to like to do that. I don't, you, still, you still surf, though, right? Yeah, so but I, I don't yeah. get to go anymore. I have kids and the business, yeah. and yeah, so. Right. Personal, you know how it is. Personal life's right. over. Now we're, you know, now we're <laughs> husbands and dads. Yeah. No, but the, um, this really, I think, does kind of hold true. Like, if you look at the people on the beach laying out under the umbrella, putting a sunscreen on, those are employees. You see the guy, the, the kids that go in and they're like catching a wave here and there, like on a boogie board. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like side work. You okay. know, it's like, hey, I'll go play around. Yeah, no, I'll real, make, no real risk. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to make some sweet money, mm-hmm. you know, no real risk. And you're, those are the kids playing in the front line. And then you look way out to the people that are trying to time the shit coming in. Mm-hmm. All those people out in the water, mm-hmm. those are your self-employed people. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is the hurricanes or the good weather, the whatever's coming, the sharks, mm-hmm. everything that's coming, they're the first that feel it yeah. because it's their thing. Yeah. And then it trickles back from there. You know, like if it's too stormy, the side work guys go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. the people under the umbrella, they they're to, like, right. yeah. we'll just go to the hotel. Right. But the people that are out there surfing or whatever, they're usually stuck yeah. with it. So whatever those conditions are. You better learn to surf. Um, like this yeah um but no i mean just meaning like it you 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 you, hey (laughs) Luke. what all i'm saying by that is you gotta um you don't know 
because business, right? Yeah. In my opinion, business is that free-flowing entity. It's the ocean that you don't have control over. Right. Meaning economy shifts. Yeah. Prices, material shifts. Right. Commodity shift. Right. Clients' attitude shift. Clients' attitude shift. Technology shifts. In technology shift. Yeah. The, the clients... Um, uh, yeah. The the maybe the clients wants their needs shift through a project, yeah. and you've got to. So anyway, these are all the variables. You got to surf. Yeah, yeah. That, right. So you don't get to necessarily call that. Right. Actually, you don't get to call that. That's just stuff that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So this was your first, the first time you ever thought about going out on your own? Yeah, yeah. doing anything like that was, even, I didn't even know it at the time that it was entrepreneur. I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I was 15. Right. But my friend read an ad where it was like, if we go to Student Painters, which was a, a sub-company of Duron at the time, right? You'd go to this warehouse in Baltimore, and you get training for a day, and you learn how to paint houses for the summer. Okay. And it's called Student Painters because you're a student, and you're painting, blah, blah, blah. But... Um, there was a manager, and the manager was a college guy, yeah. and then we were the high school workers. So it was the first. It was my first um, education in capitalism. Okay. Which is here's the guy selling the thing who's older than you that's not doing any of the work. You're the poor son of a bitch who's getting up every day and running and trying to do this. And we're 14. Yeah. Like, had no business painting houses on our own. This guy turned us loose on a house by ourselves, three 14 year olds. We were smoking cigarettes. We were like, I mean, we were like, we didn't know what we were doing. We, we were priming walls that weren't even supposed to get painted. We messed, we messed so much stuff up. And in the end, I think we ended up having to pay like five or $600 to have another company <laughs> come and fix. And, and we had, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was like two or three weeks that we really devoted to this thing. Like we were all trying. It was a summer job. And we worked our asses off, like 10-hour days as 14, trying to learn how to paint these houses. Just to lose money. And just to lose, I mean, lose money. And almost get uh, 600 bucks to a 14-year-old a lot. Oh, money. yeah. Well, the college kid ended up paying for it. Okay. We, but we were free labor. Like, okay. we didn't get anything because it was a piecework thing. It was like, if you get the house done in this many hours, you make money. Uh, if you go over these kid. hours, yeah, yeah. that student painters yeah and then i was like okay but but the cool it really was who is this was college Jim, kid who's yeah. now making millions oh, yeah. and then, well he's probably his, he, i never got his name is probably elon but uh <laughs> but honestly i mean it was just one of those like holy shit man like we just worked our asses off and it didn't work and, yeah. but it was a lesson yeah and i did learn how to paint because of it. Okay. I mean, the, the stuff I learned in that stupid course we went down to Baltimore you for. You still use. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean. Smoking cigarettes. Well, yeah. You know, that's <laughs> not Change it up a little bit. As you get older, you get nicer stuff to smoke. Nicer that's cigarettes, all, right? That's all. That's all that is. Cool. Yeah. So we'll do.